0: Welcome to StarCast, the official podcast of Star Ranch, the friendliest little nudist club in Texas. Here, you'll learn all about Star Ranch and family-oriented nude recreation.
1: Now, here's your host. Good morning. This is Mark, your host on the StarCast podcast from uh, McDade, Texas. I am with Mark this morning. Mark is a a former board member and general manager of Star Ranch. Welcome, sir.
2: Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for asking me to, uh, to come on and chat with you for a while. Yeah, so
1: how long have you been a member at Star Ranch?
2: Um, let's see. It. I first came to Star Ranch in January, no, not January, about March of uh, 2016. And I was a member by late summer, I believe, July, June, July, mid-summer, late summer, sometime in there. I went ahead and got my membership. I saw there was a a real, I was really motivated to do that. I knew I was looking for a place to possibly land permanently, as in live and uh, work out of. And um, real real quickly, I found out Star Ranch had a rule you had to be a member for a year before you could have property to put a cabin on or put a motor uh, RV on or anything like that. So... I was like, well, I guess I better get that clock ticking here pretty soon. So I went ahead and joined as uh, as soon as I've been here three times, and um, and the rest is history.
1: And now you're a, a full time resident here. You and your wife live, live on property. Is that correct?
2: Absolutely. Yeah, we have a, uh, a about a thousand square foot cabin here with a deck and some, you know, an outbuilding, barbecue shed, and things like that. And yeah. we love it. We've talked to some other folks that are residents here. Why don't you give, give us your
1: take on what's it like to have visitors and members that come in on the weekends uh, to, to come into your home? Obviously not to your specific cabin, but to the property here. What, what's that
2: like? Well, a lot of times we do. We have parties there on the deck that we invite everybody over to the house for. So we really enjoy that. We like to entertain. We like to, to meet new people. We like to have people out. So it's... Um, you know, sometimes you go. Well, where are we going to go this weekend to get away? And we realize we're in the place where most people go to get away from their homes. You know, and that's really great living in a place like that. Um, and it's just, it's just refreshing. All the new people that come to your door to meet, all of the people that you can interact with on the weekends, talk about, talk to, talk about what they do. You know, where they're from. Just get to, generally get to know them, and. and um, have a have a I guess for lack of a better word have a party all weekend with
1: sure sure
2: we love that that uh party atmosphere yeah yeah it's it's great the pool is uh we try to be as welcoming as possible I think we have a reputation for that uh if you look at reviews on the internet we try to uh be inclusive just about everybody that shows up out here Mm -hmm.
1: 2022 was a big year for you personally um you and your your lovely bride decided to tie the knot why don't you tell us about that a little bit
2: Oh, we did. I would met met Donna out here, I guess, two years before. She started coming out to see a friend uh, who she had known for a long time that has also lived on site at that time. And uh, we met each other at the pool, just started talking and hanging out. And slowly one thing led to another. And uh, yeah, last October, we... I found myself in Vegas for work, and I had a couple of days over, and so I said, hey, you want to come on out and get married? We'd already talked about getting married. We were just looking at it sometime in 2023, and turns out it was October 2022. Well,
1: congratulations. Thank you. You not only were a a member here uh, and a a resident here, you've also been actively involved in uh, the management of the place. Uh, you You were a past board member and past GM, as I understand it.
2: That's correct. Yeah. Um,
1: so, so tell me what it's like. to, we, We've interviewed some board members um, for the podcast in the past. Um, we've never interviewed somebody who was a GM. So, tell us what it's like to be a
2: GM. What do those duties in, entail? Well, let's see. There's a there's a whole lot. It's a it's a million different things you do once a year and a few things you do every day. It's really one of those jobs that just if something comes up, it's your responsibility to handle it. And it's twenty four seven job, three sixty five. If you're not If you're not here, somebody has to know that they're in charge when you're not here to do those things. It was a good year. I mean, I don't think we had to throw anybody out during that year as far as a visitor or something. And uh, I guess to go back to the atmosphere out here for a minute, um, you know, a, a, a nudist place is somewhere that you go if you want to be nude. It's not a place you go if you want to see nudity. That's kind of a distinction I always make. If you're coming to see something, there's places you're going to be much happier going than coming out here. And if we find somebody that's out here voyeuring or, you know, just uh, with ulterior motives, with ulterior motives, okay. we'll say, uh, we show them where the gate is in case they forgot and invite them not to come back. Yeah. And so we were very fortunate. We didn't have anybody out here during that time that. Exhibited any of those characteristics, you know. Um, so, as as a GM, we we do have a small staff of uh,
1: paid employees. You supervise those folks and give them direction. And uh, I'm talking
2: about the maintenance staff. I'm talking about the office staff. You uh, do now. I come from a background of movie production, and in the when you hire people to work on films, you hire people that are highly motivated to do their job and hopefully more talented at their job than you are. And that's what I look for in staff anywhere. I think we brought some folks in that that had, you know, we were able to share with them, we have a vision of doing this, and they went off and do it. So ideally, you shouldn't have to um, supervise that tightly. Now, some jobs don't lend themselves to that, and yeah sometimes you have to to do there and, and set some performance objectives and make sure people meet those, uh, I will say that it was a really busy summer. You know, I was basically uh, I was basically hired as an interim GM for, for most of my tenure here, and so it was just get us get us from one event to the next is what it felt like. You know, there's a, mm-hmm. there's a, a lot of work to be done, and you don't get that work done without a lot of volunteers. I and mean, the first thing I did was the race out here, the 5K races we do. Yeah, we, we do two 5K races a year, one in the spring and one in the fall. Yeah, and those are very labor intensive i mean you know you got it in the spring you've got to clear off the course from the winter you know uh, brush fall and everything else you got mm-hmm. limbs across some of the back uh, paths that we use and all mm-hmm. of that you got to rake up all the leaves you got to get all you got to get the place in shape for visitors and it's kind of the opening event of the summer for us mm-hmm. And so I think we had 50 volunteers to come out and help, you know, that's in addition to our four or five full time or part time employees Mm -hmm. that help, you know, and Mm -hmm. I say employees, there's people that mow the grass week in and week out for free. Yeah. You know, it's a volunteer job. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we, we, we think of them sometimes more as employees than we do do volunteers and that's that's not a good thing anyway Mm -hmm. uh so we got that done and as soon as that was over then we're getting ready for the the, i guess that's the soft open for the summer and the hard open is memorial day and that's followed right up by the fourth of july and that's followed by labor day and that's followed by the third race and then for that year we threw one more thing in which was huge which was the national aanr convention which is the american association for nude recreation so tell Uh, me tell me about that What, what what is what is that all about that's a national organization formed, I believe, about, is it 80 years ago? Mm-hmm. 90, 90 years ago. They just had their 90th mm-hmm. anniversary that promotes nude recreation throughout the United States. And I think one of the most important things they do is a legislative action committee. Where They're in Washington, D.C. for every new crop of senators coming in. at the There's a welcome party reception, a huge exposition farm, I guess, where a lot of, of groups... For lack of a better word, a lot of lobby groups show up. Mm-hmm. Small. Now we're not talking about the big, the pros that see them every day. We're talking about people that come yeah. in just yeah. to let them know who they are, and they know us. I mean, we, they've had a tradition of passing out these cool pins every two years, and the senators kind of get a collection of them. Mm-hmm. And um, so they do that, but they they make them aware of the history of nude recreation in the United States and the freedoms that it rests on. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they don't just stop with the federal government, they go to the state governments and and all. And so they're they're very active in ensuring that the heritage of nude recreation, which goes back a couple hundred years here, is remembered and used as a foundation for future decision-making uh, so that we don't get a lot of knee jerk reactions in you know local and state politics where you get a different crop of state senators in and they decide this whole thing's going to be illegal
1: mm-hmm. that we we've talked about
2: Anner on the podcast
1: uh previously and and uh we're certainly we are we are members here at Star Ranch and uh, as you said we had the the, con, the national convention here in uh, uh 21 and uh we're very appreciative of the fact that they're uh They're keeping an eye on the politicians. Um, With the the wind blows a different direction, it it may not go so well for us. So it it certainly pays to have some people keeping an eye on things in Washington.
2: I I had a long conversation with the, um, I guess, the chairman of Anner, who's a lawyer, Mm -hmm. uh, over what overturning Roe versus Wade means to the nudist community. Well, of course, Mm -hmm. there's nothing to do between the two Mm -hmm. on the surface. Mm -hmm. But the judicial attitude and the underlying attitude of the public when it swings more conservative is something that you really have to keep an eye on mm-hmm. and not that i mean there' I would say there's a fair split of conservatives and liberals out here, you know politically mm-hmm. uh in fact, I guess the most i guess libertarian or uh or conservative thing you can do is just not worry about what people do on their with their own freedoms mm-hmm. you know, so I see it yeah. as a conservative issue, but a lot of conservatives don't and especially a certain segment of that conservative voting block doesn't yeah. and you know, sometimes they uh, they swing with a big stick, and you have to be ready for it. Tell me about the the film festival that we're going to have here at Star Ranch. Oh, okay, we've done a um, film festival. I guess you have to go back. I worked on a film festival in Los Angeles back in 2017 before I moved out here. In fact, coming back from that uh, trip to Los Angeles, when I decided to go ahead and move out here, at least temporarily, and build the cabin. So I was inv- I've was i been involved in filmmaking my entire life. I got my master's degree out of Baylor University, and ever since then I've been blessed to work in the film industry. I haven't had to have a job outside the industry. And so... Uh, I began where I'd been competing in the festival, that festival, for six or eight years. And I went out to help run the festival and learned a lot about film festivals and organizing them and all. So when I came back and got involved here, it was like, hey, why don't we do a nudist film festival? It's not a new idea. There's been some throughout history. There was just nothing active at the time that I knew of. And so um, we put a little advertisement or a call for entries, I should say, up on uh there's there's web sites that facilitate helping filmmakers find festivals to enter their films in uh at the time there was going really to, yeah there's one I, called I never <laughs> heard of that there were two of them there was without a box, which is owned by Amazon now, and there was Film freeway, which kind of without a box had a huge lead. They were the big go to people, but filmmakers and festivals didn't like them and so this little independent company called uh, Film freeway. Started up and was a great success story without a box, may not even be in existence anymore. Oh, wow! But they list over 5,000 festivals a year, mm. and filmmakers can put their film up on Vimeo and just say, Here's a copy of the film for you to watch to see if you want to run it in your festival. It's very mm-hmm. secure, people can't steal it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they can watch it with the passwords you give them and mm-hmm. decide if. Uh, if they want to enter your their films and yeah, there's a small entry fee but honestly it doesn't even pay for the website that we have to have up to talk about the film festival you know (laughs) uh and most of the good films filmmakers know they're good they ask for a waiver of fees and if it's a good film you want to bring the film in you waive the fee sure you know sure what we did though is we knew there weren't enough nudist films out there to have just a festival of only nudist films so my idea was to bring films out here that the residents and the guests that come would not normally see mm-hmm. and to make them as the best we could find, you know, they haven't all been great films. Entertaining for the, for
1: the guests. Entertaining for the
2: show. guests and yeah. not, you know, yeah. not films that are so bad they're embarrassing and there's yeah. a whole bunch of those out there. <laughs> um, and so we reached out, we, I think in the first year we brought a, several films in from Australia and Europe, one from Iran, which was a very interesting film. Um, and, uh, I think the filmmaker asked that the film not be publicized that he was, you know, because he, and it wasn't, it wasn't political at all, but it was, you know, something, uh, you know, there's, there's countries that really care about exactly what message you're sending out. Exactly. We don't, we don't care for those countries. But, uh, there, uh, but anyway, we, we did it the first year. People seemed to like it. So we brought it back for a second year and a third. And we were working on a fourth and then COVID hit. So, um, took us down for a year or so. Then I was general manager and had no time to think about things like this. So we're finally coming back for our fourth year uh, sometime this spring. And uh, in addition to that, we have another location where we're going to be showing the films in Georgia and then a location somewhere in the Caribbean Sea where we're going to be showing the films. We're on this year having a best of our first three years on what they call the Big Nude Boat, which is a nudist cruise through the Caribbean on one of Carnival's ships.
1: Very good. Sounds like that's an active endeavor for you.
2: It's it is. It's a lot of fun. It's uh, not free. i would say. <laughs> you have to travel. You have to do some things, but yeah. it's a it's a it's a hobby at this point.
1: Yeah. yeah. So we're recording this on uh, on New Year's Eve, and uh, this is the last day of 2022. Um, obviously, we have a, a New Year's Eve party tonight. Um, this this will air after New Year's Eve, but for uh, for New Year's Eve 2023, what could you tell? Uh, our listeners, about uh, about our New Year's Eve party at Star
2: Ranch. The New Year's Eve party was one of the first things I came to out here. Not that first year, of course, but I think it was the New Year's for 2017. And I loved it. It's a progressive dinner, which starts at 5, and you run around to three or four homes each year and... and have salads and appetizers and entrees and, you know, each at a different location. I'm sure most people know how those work. And um, then take a couple hours break and come back for a big party dance through to the wee hours of the morning. So uh, it's one of our biggest and best attended parties out here, not counting the summers, which mm-hmm. are, you know, weekend parties for the big holidays, but I'm sorry, for the for the uh, indoor Parties, if you will. And I know a lot of people wonder so, what well, do you, are you naked all year? And heck no, we wear clothes yeah. when it's cold. I'm yeah. sitting here in a robe right now and it's about 60 degrees out there. So, exactly. We're, we're, we're nudists. We're not stupid. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know, well, do you, do you wear clothes when you're building your cabin? Yes, for the same yeah. reason I wear gloves when I'm building my cabin. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so that's all, that's all great fun. It's a good kickoff to the year. And, and frankly, it's one of the best attended parties by non members and, you know, people that are looking to become members so it's a it's a great time so if for the for the folks that are listening to this that have never
1: attended a nude resort or never never uh, they' you know they're they're contemplating the whole
2: social nudism thing uh, what, what, what advice would you give them well a couple of things first I would look for a aANr resort if you want to experience true social nudity nudity in a social environment with no sexual connotations tied to it mm-hmm. Uh, because you, there's there's a large amount of clubs that pass themselves off as nudist resorts, which are really swingers' resorts th- with a slight bow to nudism. Mm-hmm. You know, not nudist mm-hmm. resorts that have swinger activities on the side. That That's, right. Not them. That's right. And um, frankly, I mean, I... There's no judgment if somebody wants to go do that. You just need to know what sort of place you're going to. If you're interested in the swinging lifestyle, this is not a place for you to go. Yeah, this is not it. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, we'll 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 welcome you and say hello and you know welcome you to our pool. But yeah, don't be doing any of that around there. You know, that's not that's not what we're about, and we we don't. um, It doesn't it it conflicts with the atmosphere we try to set here i'll right. say that right. and um so if you're looking for it totally as a social thing then you should come here i think i think we're one of the best at keeping that out the of any of the clubs i've been to here um mm-hmm. in tech and here i mean in texas um so that's that's one of the things to look for when you're deciding on a club now once you decide you want you or if you're thinking about do i want to try this out what you need to know is it, it is clothing optional except in our pools which i'm sure you've covered before mm-hmm. uh, but um we try not to to make any pressure on you to okay you're here you got to get naked right now that's right you know yeah. um hang out at the cabin you know get on the, sit out on the front porch and wave at people as they walk by some people yeah. stop and talk to you yeah uh, and when you're comfortable, come on down to the pool where loose fittings sarong or something, if you want to, I mean, back when I was dating, I would have several dates out here fairly early in the relationship. Cause I mean, frankly, what am I dating you for? <laughs> if I'm keeping it a secret, I'm a nudist. That's if that's right. a problem for you, I need yeah. to know that pretty soon. Exactly, so, yeah. uh, you know, and people, ladies would come out and say, well, I'm not sure. So, sure. sure. Wear a bathing suit. Come on down to the pool. Yeah. And invariably within 10 minutes, they were nude yeah (laughs) yeah. it's like when in Rome do what the Romans and it's just so comfortable and you know I think it harks back to what we remember Mm -hmm. as little little kids are our natural tendency to be nude you Mm -hmm. know I mean nothing's more joyous Mm -hmm. than a little kid who rips his diaper off and runs Mm -hmm. through the house naked laughing and playing you know I mean it just happens it happens every every parent I know has experienced that and you know we have to be trained to wear clothes and so I think, you know, by the end of the weekend, usually people are just really, really happy. And I know there's there's other people you've probably had on here that can share their stories about yes. what they went through. I mean, I was raised in a very, very conservative religious home. I studied for the ministry for a while in college before mm-hmm. I moved over to the film aspect of it. Uh, it. It doesn't come from training or, you know, philosophical or, polit- or uh, theological history for me to be a nudist, mm-hmm. but there's nothing wrong with it either. It's mm. not, you know, it's not some big evil bugaboo that it's been made out to be in the, the puritanistic sort of culture that we derived in the 1900s here.
1: Yeah, well, unfortunately, so many people are just ignorant about what, what goes on here. Right. And because you mentioned nudity and they assume that it's it's um, nefarious activities and, and uh, you know, things that, that, that aren't happening. Right. Uh, I think right. if anybody ever comes out, uh, very few uh, come away from the experience um, with the same attitude that as they as they arrived with.
2: That's correct. Yeah, I I've, I've seen so many people have such a, a positive experience out here, and it's I would say that I mean, if you haven't talked about this before, it's really a post COVID thing. I think a lot of people, after experiencing the confinement and the the heavy hand, I should say, of COVID realize realized, you know, I can go to a place like this, if I have a camper, certainly I can go RVing and still stay distant mm-hmm. physically from mm-hmm. if my fears are of that, you know, but still experience the outdoors in a safe environment, a safe way. And it's kind of made them think, well, let's try this. I don't know if it's given us some picture of our mortality or anything big and heavy like that, but it's at least said, hey, let's get out and do some things at at this stage in our life that we've always thought maybe about but didn't want to broach. So well, that, that, that's
1: a very astute point because uh, twenty two has been a good year for for Star Ranch.
2: It's been a good year overall. And, I mean, um, and a good year for for our uh, for our peer clubs as well. So, yeah, uh, I was. Um, I mean, full disclosure, I was looking for a little while at buying a nudist resort. And uh, we decided for several different reasons not to do that, And one of which is my partners uh, have been going through some personal things, and they don't have the money right now. <laughs> but, but aside from that, what I'm saying is I've looked at the finances of other clubs and keep up with that. And the other club that we were looking at, oh my gosh, it's had almost a 50% increase in attendance and revenue this yeah. year. Yeah, it's it's astounding, and you talk yeah. to Anna, or you'll find out clubs all over the country are seeing yeah. this. Yeah, and it's it's a really good time. People are 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 some of them sure they show up and they have a good weekend, they had fun, but they don't come back, and yeah. that's because. You know, okay, it's a thing to check off the bucket list, but not something to, to live in. Well, some people and other have,
1: people, some people have small children at home and they don't want to expose their kids to this for whatever reason, and mm-hmm. so the mom and dad, you know, come out uh, periodically once a quarter or one, maybe one time, as you said, and they don't come back. But right, uh, that's that's a, certainly a personal preference, and they're free to choose and do what they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but a lot of people do. Yeah. Well, I certainly appreciate you visiting with me this morning. This, is, uh, this has been StarCast from Star Ranch in McDane, Texas. And
2: uh, thank you, sir. Thank you. thank you. Enjoyed talking to you. Appreciate
0: it. Join us again for our next StarCast and learn all about Star Ranch and family friendly nude recreation. Ready for your first visit to Star Ranch? Come out for the day or spend the weekend. Cabins and RV sites with full hookups are available. Tent camping, too. Relax in one of our two pools or in the hot tub. There's always fun to be had at the ranch. Dances, potlucks, washers, tennis, pickleball, volleyball, and so much more. For a full list of activities and to plan your visit, go to StarRanch.net. Star Ranch was established in 1957 and is open year-round. Conveniently located just off Highway 290 at McDade, Texas, between Austin and Houston. Star Ranch, the friendliest little nudist club in Texas. A proud member of the American Association for Nude Recreation. Hope to see you soon at Star Ranch.